and we're back with another episode. Welcome back, everybody. As some of you may know, I'm the IPHO's podcast co-host, Rita Youssef. I'm a first-year rotational regulatory affairs fellow at Amgen. Today, I have a very special guest joining us, Naomi Koslowski. Naomi, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, just to provide some background, Naomi obtained both her undergrad and PharmD degrees at the University of Oklahoma. She then went on to complete a postdoctoral fellowship in regulatory affairs through the Rutgers Institute of Pharmaceutical Industry Fellowships, also known as RPIF, at Novartis Pharmaceuticals. Since then, Naomi's been working at Amgen for over seven years. Amgen, which is headquartered in Thousand Oaks, California, is actually one of the largest biotech companies in the world. Naomi currently serves as a regulatory affairs promotion lead and has worked across a wide variety of products. She also helped establish the Amgen Fellowship Program in partnership with the Rutgers University seven years ago. She now lives in Los Angeles. She enjoys traveling, volunteering, learning languages, and yoga and Pilates. So today we're going to talk to Naomi about how we can maintain our professional network, whether you're a student, a fellow, or a pharmacist. So Naomi, let's start with some background on yourself. What made you pursue a career in pharmacy? So first of all, Rita, thank you so much for having me today. Um, just to give a little bit of background, I've always been interested in healthcare. Um, I was really lucky to get to watch my mother, who's actually a practicing radiologist, um, start medical school when I was seven years old. And seeing her follow her dreams was very inspiring to me. Um, I explored a lot of different health professions on my own. But pharmacy specifically piqued my interest after speaking extensively to my cousin. Um, he's a pharmacist and he owns his own independent pharmacy. Um, we both have very similar strengths and personalities. So for me, it was really natural to start by reaching out to him and exploring the career path that he had chosen to pursue. Um, I got to spend a lot of time shadowing him and spending that getting that firsthand experience really confirmed my interest. Um, I was really interested in, you know, better understanding how pharmaceuticals work, um, how to prevent medication errors, counseling patients, and helping them access medications that they so desperately need. I also really, really love that pharmacy is an area where you can have a lot of different career professions. Um, it's really a giant umbrella of opportunities. So that's what really led me to pursuing a career in, in pharmacy. Wow. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think, you know, people, I guess, don't really know that pharmacy is actually like being a pharmacist literally offers you so many different career paths. And a lot of people aren't familiar with that. So 100% agreed with that. And I actually have a similar story. Um, my uncle is actually a pharmacist as well. And I got to shadow him um, multiple times, which I definitely think um, is where my love for pharmacy stemmed from. Um, I guess then what sorts of activities were you involved in when you were in pharmacy school or any major interests that you had back then? Yes. So I went, as you mentioned, I went to the University of Oklahoma College of Pharmacy and there were so many different opportunities to get involved. And I was lucky to take advantage um, of those opportunities. Really, the highlight for me was getting to do a selective leadership um, degree option where I was provided formal leadership training um, throughout pharmacy school. I got to take leadership and business classes um, that helped me gain in self-awareness, um, in business acumen, and also just inspired me to think on a, on a larger scale, um, which is actually what ultimately led me to the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I think I think everyone should, you know, look for an opportunity that would give them that leadership skill because I think no matter, you know, what role you end up in, it's definitely a great skill to have. So I guess before we dive into our topic for today, can you share a little bit about the postdoctoral fellowship that you completed just to give our listeners some context? Absolutely. So as I mentioned, a big highlight of my pharmacy school career was getting to participate in this intensive selective leadership degree option. For those listening, don't think that you need to go through a formal program like this leadership training to get this type of leadership experience. You can get it through a multitude of ways. I was just very lucky that this opportunity presented itself um, at my pharmacy school. But just even by serving in different organizations or being part of your community, um, you can also attain um, these types of soft skills and leadership skills, um, which I think are so valuable. But as I mentioned, getting to be a part of this degree option, it really challenged me to think on a larger scale and really thought made me question how I can solve larger problems. So through my leadership classes, not only did I develop a deeper self-awareness, which I think, first of all, you have to know yourself before you can lead others, but it also challenged me to think on a larger scale. And during a lot of my career exploration during pharmacy school in conjunction with talking to my mentors and also through these courses um, and my involvement in in different organizations um, on campus, I really decided that I wanted to make a global impact in healthcare. And ultimately, um, through that reflection, I ended up finding out that I wanted to pursue a career in the pharmaceutical industry. So I started off by reaching out to my alumni affairs department. And I asked them, is there anyone who graduated from the University of Oklahoma who's currently working in the pharmaceutical industry? Um, And through that, I was able to connect with um, different alumni. And one person in particular who really changed my whole trajectory, Um, you know, being in Oklahoma is geographically isolating um, from a a lot of the pharmaceutical companies and biopharmaceuticals biopharmaceutical companies. And so um, this particular um, alumnus actually advised me to really get some firsthand experience because she thought that it would really be important for me to confirm my interest. You know, it's one thing to read about the pharmaceutical industry online um, and do research and even talk to people, but it's another thing to really get that firsthand experience. So I was really lucky that I was able to use my vacation time um, to create an unofficial rotation working with her in regulatory affairs um, at a pharmaceutical company in New Jersey. So having that experience really confirmed my interest. And she advised that what would be a great next step is to try to pursue a pharmaceutical fellowship. Um, a career in the pharmaceutical industry. And as I was approaching the end of my own journey in pharmacy school, um, I asked her for advice in terms of next steps. Would it be just to look for a job or to try to leverage more connections? And her advice to me was to apply for a postdoctoral fellowship. Um, And so I ended up doing a lot of research and deciding that that would be a really great pathway for me. And I was very fortunate that I was able to attain a fellowship at the Rutgers Institute for Pharmaceutical Industry Fellowships um, and through Novartis. This was such a great stepping stone for me from pharmacy school 
to an entryway into the pharmaceutical industry. It allowed me to get hands-on experience at an accelerated rate um, while also developing professional skills and soft skills and broadening my network and really just positioned me for a successful career in the pharmaceutical industry. So I'll forever be grateful for that opportunity. Wow, Naomi, thank you so much for sharing that. I think, you know, a lot of us can relate to your drive about, you know, having that global impact. I think that's a huge reason to as, um, why a lot of PharmDs, I guess, lean towards the industry. And I think you being proactive and reaching out to your alumni is such a great, you know, I guess, action from your end. Um, not everyone has to do that, but you reaching out and actually sacrificing your off block or vacation time to actually get a rotation is, is huge. So thank you so much um, for sharing that. And now that we have some context, um, we can drive, uh, dive straight into our topic. So, you know, um, we all may know that building and maintaining a professional network can be challenging. So, we were just wondering, how did you initially establish your network when you first entered the industry? That's a great question. And certainly it can be overwhelming anytime that you enter into any new industry. And that's where I was really fortunate that I had this structure of being in a fellowship program. Um, Rutgers offers such a large network of both current and past fellows. And they really do such a phenomenal job of connecting you through different networking events and their professional development days so that not you can meet um, different colleagues and also network with different pharmaceutical companies and different uh, members in, in different leadership positions. And it allows you to learn about different facets of the pharmaceutical industry while also um, developing your network, of course. And certainly within my own partner company at Novartis, I was able to develop an extensive network through just advice from my preceptor and, um, of course, setting up different one-on-ones, really leveraging that fellowship card, as they say, um, to be able to reach out to a lot of different colleagues and cast a wide net. Um, and I think one thing that's always really helpful is every time you meet someone, ask them, who do you recommend meeting? So then that kind of creates a domino effect of then meeting more and more individuals. Um, and I think that's always a great place to start. Yeah, I think that's such a great tip, actually, that domino effect. I'll definitely <laughs> be using that. Um, and yeah, I mean, being, you know, a first year fellow myself, just I remember in orientation, seeing all the different fellows from all the different companies, like I, yeah, Rutgers provides such a, you know, good network from all these different fellows in different companies, and you really get to, you know, start building your network. And um, what would you say the key benefits of having a strong professional network in the pharmaceutical industry um, are, and how has it helped you in your career so far? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think having a strong professional network is priceless. There's really no dollar amount that you can put into having a strong professional network because I know it sounds cliche, but really sometimes it's more about who you know than what you know. Um, having a network can just open up so many doors. Um, it can help you also learn about different opportunities that you didn't even know existed. We're so fortunate in the pharmaceutical industry. There's so many jobs that pharmacists could really excel at. And sometimes you don't even know what those positions can be. 
Um, and so it's a matter of really talking to people and meeting people and reaching out to people and understanding how did they get to their position? What do they like about their position? What do they not like? What's a day to day like? And I think an important thing is also to really know yourself. Um, because the more self-aware you are, the more that having that professional network helps you. And so it's kind of a balance between knowing yourself and also having a vision to see down the road. Um, while also, you know, talking to as many people as possible and really trying to bolster, um, that network and support system. Um, for me personally, I can share, um, one example of many of how it's helped me in my career, which is um, the fact that I decided to make a lateral move um, at Amgen after spending a few years in regulatory strategy, which was extremely interesting and rewarding. Um, and I learned so much from that experience and it was very, very valuable to me in my career. I just always had a curiosity for learning about other roles too, and particularly other facets of regulatory affairs. So just naturally, um, in one of my product teams, I developed a strong relationship with our regulatory promotions lead. And she actually really encouraged me to, I told her that I was interested in learning more about regulatory promotion. And at that, by that time, we knew each other very well. And she really thought that this role was well suited to my strengths. And hearing that encouragement was so motivating. I, it was one of the first times someone actually told me that they thought that, you know, this type of role would be well suited for my strengths. And just hearing that feedback was really exciting. And so it, it motivated me to want to continue to explore that role, even though I'll be honest, it was scary too, to think about abandoning the current role that I was in and all the work that I put in from my fellowship and then starting at Amgen and really trying to gain that competence and confidence in that role and, you know, stepping away from that to try something new was scary, even though it was something I really wanted. Um, but I was really fortunate that just organically and through this particular connection, um, she really helped me navigate how to get the experiences that I needed. Um, so that when an opening did, um, was very fortunate to open up in the regulatory promotions group, I was able to apply and then got very lucky that they essentially took a chance on me, even though I didn't really have any formal experience in regulatory promotion. But it was really through her help um, and guidance that I was able to really um, take that leap and and take advantage of that opportunity. And also very grateful for the fact that Amgen so supportive of career development um, and encourages people to pursue their interests. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Naomi. Thank you so much for, for sharing that story. I think a lot of people probably have other interests as well, but are kind of scared to take that leap of faith. But even though, you know, you had your lateral shift, it showed that you did have very valuable experience and it didn't mean that you weren't, you know, interested in that subfunction anymore. You were just curious and could see yourself um, in another area, which um, worked out for you very well. And that just shows that, like you said, it's kind of the cliche thing. Like it's, it's, you know, who you know, not what you know, and um, that, you know, your story just is a pure example of that. And I really liked the point you mentioned about self-awareness. I think that's super, super important. Um, to keep in mind of. 
So I would have to say, though, that it is very easy to connect with people, I guess, initially, once you get the hang of it. I think LinkedIn has made it extremely easy to do so, even if you haven't met that person physically, but just have some sort of mutual you know, background or mutual connections. And I think it's a lot more challenging to maintain a network. So I was wondering, Naomi, if you could share some strategies or tips um, just for maintaining and nurturing your network over the years. That's a great question. And and thank you for all your kind words. Um, I really appreciate that. I think it can be really challenging. I think it's so easy to get caught up in the day to day. I know I'm guilty of that. And really, it takes a lot of intentionality to not just maintain your network, but also continue to build it. Um, so I think it's really a matter of making it a priority and setting aside time whether it's um, setting reoccurring meetings. And actually, that's something I really appreciate that you do because you set up a reoccurring meeting with me and that allows us to connect regularly. And I really appreciate that. So I think just having something that's in the calendar and setting a realistic goal, whether it's, you know, just, you know, trying to make one new connection per month or one per quarter, whatever works best for, you know, the individual, like knowing yourself and your, bandwidth. But um, I think the key is really making it a priority and also just trying to take advantage of whatever your company offers. We're fortunate here at Amgen that they have a lot of internal networking groups and professional development groups, and a lot of it's geared towards different interests and backgrounds. For example, there's an early career professionals group um, for those who are just starting out that um, really geared individuals towards, you know, specific networking groups um, that will enable you to help navigate your career when you're first starting out at a pharmaceutical company. And then lastly, of course, if you're able to have, you know, at least one mentor, if not multiple mentors, um, that's always such an added benefit in terms of um, strengthening your own professional career. And so if you're able to seek out a mentor or um, ask for advice on who an appropriate mentor could be, I highly encourage that. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you for all those very valuable tips. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm learning <laughs> from you right now, and I'm sure our, our listeners will be very appreciative of everything you've just mentioned. Um, definitely, I think setting goals would be like, would help um, saying like, oh, like I want to, you know, um, connect with someone for this month and actually maintain that um, for the next few months or everything within your bandwidth, of course. And I think having a mentor as well is definitely very, very helpful. Okay, so moving on, um, what advice would you give to pharmacy students, fellows, and pharmacists on how to approach networking with authenticity and a long-term perspective? That's a great question, Rita. Um, and I think my biggest advice is really just leveraging what you have. Um, so really maximizing whatever stage of life or career journey you're on. Um, I think a lot of it just comes from leveraging that. So for example, you know, if you're in pharmacy school, have you identified a mentor? Have you maybe reached out to your alumni affairs department to connect with alumni who are working in, in a desired career or to learn about a certain career? Um, it's really important to not be afraid to think outside the box and to get creative. Um, so for example, for me, I was really interested in the industry, but 
we didn't have an industry rotation at my school, but I didn't want that to, to stop me from pursuing a career in the pharmaceutical industry. So I was really fortunate that I was able to utilize my network to get that experience. Um, so again, sometimes it's just a matter of really thinking outside the box um, and not just letting whatever you think might be a limitation stop you because oftentimes it's, it doesn't have to be a limitation. Um, and really even it's not being afraid of reaching out to people, even if it's cold on LinkedIn. If let's say there's someone that went to your school, you might not know them, but you see that um, they're really in a, in a career that you might be interested in. You never know who's going to be the one to open the door for you. You never know who's going to respond. And a lot of times people really appreciate when somebody asks them for advice or they want to get to know them. Um, you know, everybody's can probably relate to being in someone else's shoes when it comes to starting a career journey or transitioning to a different career path or how to avoid rookie mistakes. So you'd be surprised at people's willingness to help and provide support. Um, so my other advice is to also just cast a wide net. Um, definitely be determined. Sometimes it's just throwing a lot of different strategies at the wall to see what sticks. And like, I can guarantee you something is about, is bound to pay off eventually. If you just are determined and you keep trying, um, it will pay off for sure. And I think there is a balance between being aggressive in the approach though, but also not coming off as aggressive. And I think it's a point I wanted to circle back on when you mentioned authenticity, because it is an important quality to be authentic. Um, and people can really sense that, but also to make sure to not lose being professional at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's the hardest part, right? Like, you know, you want to be professional, but you also want to be authentic. So definitely. Yeah. It's like the, the middle, the middle ground between that. And thank you so much for reassuring our audience that, you know, that it is okay to reach out to people, even if you don't know them, because also, as you mentioned that at some point, these people were in your shoes and you never know who may, you know, be willing to help you or um, could even be your mentor one day. So Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. And I guess you you shared one story about your lateral shift, but as an experienced pharmaceutical industry professional, is there any other story or maybe a lesson, for example, that you learned from your own networking experience that did have a significant impact on your career? It's a great question. I mean, I owe my network to so many opportunities and experiences that I've had. And I feel so fortunate for that. Um, and as I mentioned, even before just getting into the pharmaceutical industry, it's really my network that helped me even get to where I am today in the sense of it was that one person who was an alumnus of my school who opened the door to letting me get that experience with her and really helped me navigate how to get a fellowship. And without her advice, I wouldn't have been, been able to get the fellowship. And then during the fellowship, there were so many people who helped me along the way in terms of developing my career further. So as I, as I mentioned, when I first started at Amgen, I served um, as a U.S. regulatory lead where I was serving as the liaison between the company and the FDA um, to facilitate drug development. And it was an incredibly challenging but rewarding experience. And one experience that I'll never forget was 
pretty early on. Um, I was given the opportunity to lead an FDA meeting in person. And for anyone that has had exposure to regulatory strategy, that's definitely a big opportunity and big career box to check as well. Um, and while I was very excited, I was also honestly daunted by this um, because I knew that it, it it's very rare to get the opportunity to lead a face-to-face meeting. And not only is that a coveted experience, but it also means a lot for the company and for the product that we were working on. And I wanted to really excel and do a good job because ultimately at, at the end of the day, um, you know, my mission is is to serve patients. And even though I'm one dot on the canvas, I want to do everything I can to help propel that mission. So for me, I wanted to give this 110%. Um, and so what I did was I started off by reaching out to my network and asking, you know, anyone internal, first of all, internally, anyone who's led an FDA meeting and talking to every single person and really asking all the tough questions. What did you do to prepare? What do you wish you would have done to prepare? What made it successful? What tips can you give me? Are there any resources you recommend? Um, and I just c- took, I basically was like a sponge and I took all the advice that I could um from other colleagues. And I cannot even tell you how invaluable that was. It helped me so much prepare for the meeting, know what to expect, really ease some of my my own nerves um, when going into it and really help maximize um, this opportunity and ensure that it was successful. And so I really have to credit um, thanking all the colleagues that helped me with this rather than just starting and trying to figure it out on my own, um, talking to people and asking them. So I think really the lesson that I learned is just not trying to reinvent the wheel. I think a lot of it's also putting your own ego aside and thinking, oh, I can just do this on my own, but not being afraid to ask for help and soliciting other people who have done, you know, a similar activity um, and, and really asking all the tough questions and and not being afraid to do that. Um, And of course you can come up with your own way and your own path, but I think learning from others is so incredibly valuable. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know, um, you know, you went in person for an FDA meeting and I think what you said about putting your own ego aside and actually reaching out for help for people who have done this before. And of course, that's when your network comes into play and it definitely did for you. Um, yeah, that's definitely like invaluable. And yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you had your network to re- to rely on and ask for tips and advice and all of that. Um, with that, I know we spent a lot of time talking about how to maintain your network, which is super important, especially in the pharmaceutical industry. And as we mentioned that the saying about you know, it's not about what you know, but who you know. And of course, the classic saying that your network is your net worth, which I couldn't agree more. Um, Last thing, if just wondering if um, there was something you wanted to let our viewers know that we didn't have a chance to speak about. Thank you so much, Rita. And I completely agree with you. It's so true when you say it's not about what you know, but truly who you know. And I think that it is important to balance the day-to-day with the vision to see down the road. And it definitely is easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. I'm, of course, guilty of that too. Um, And you really have to go out of your way to be intentional and drive your own career. But as they say, the the juice is really worth the squeeze. And it's so 
worth it to do that and to be intentional as we spoke about earlier. Um, I mean, I can speak personally that I know that sometimes we're our own worst enemies and we can let fear get in the way. And that's why it's so important to have a support system and a mentor can just make such a huge difference. Um, And I think when it comes to career development and growth, it's really easy to lose sight of the value that our own network can bring to the table. Um, Sometimes it's not just always about working harder and putting your head down, but working smarter. And that means not just leveraging your own strengths and your talents, but also your network to help open the door for new opportunities, identify blind spots, to gain more self-awareness, to avoid rookie mistakes, to learn best practices. And the list really just goes on. And I think it's just also important to remember to be grateful and to express appreciation to the people that facilitate your growth and to give back whenever possible. And I know from my experience, you really get what you give. So lastly, I know this podcast is about career development, but I think it's always important to think about all the people you surround yourself with as they too are part of your extended network. And ideally, you want to try to be around as many people as possible who are going to bring out the best in you and challenge you to be a better person and really just lift you up and support you. Wow, Naomi. Honestly, this is such valuable advice that once again, I'm going to apply myself and I'm sure our viewers are going to apply as well. Thank you so, so much. And, you know, with that being said, this brings us to the conclusion of this episode of the IPHO podcast. And I just wanted to extend a huge thank you to Naomi for taking out the time um, of her schedule to have this important conversation on how to maintain your network. I hope this episode continues to drive conversation on maintaining your network and gives us perspective on how we can contribute to driving this conversation forward. Again, special thank you to Naomi for joining us for this episode. Until next time, everyone.